You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Mark Matlock and Robert Lewis. Today we are going to talk about a controversial topic. We're going to talk about our mothers. My mom always said, uh, I brought you into this world, I can take you out. I think a lot of moms have said that at one point in time. Uh, when and wrestling. rightfully so, by the way. And rightfully so, because we were little, you know, we weren't always the best kids. But uh, the reality is our parents have a huge impact on us. Um, we'll explore fathers at another time. We're going to talk about moms, and I think it's really important because we can be easily misunderstood on this. We are very pro-mom, and moms have a really hard job out there. So this is not an anti-mom uh, podcast or episode. What we really want to do is help us think about our masculinity in light of how perhaps our moms, and trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. hurt us. I always say in my parenting workshops, we're going to screw our kids up as parents. That's almost a given. Uh, and most of it's going to be because we're trying to do the right thing. Um, but there are men that are carrying around um, wounds uh, because they had too much mom in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's had some consequences. Tell us a little bit about that, Robert. Yeah, I uh, discovered this working with men over the last 20 years, uh, where as I did, I began to hear guys talk about uh, mom's involvement in their life, even as adult sons. And so just probing into that and doing a little research, what I discovered is is that uh, uh, the too much mom problem comes when there's too little dad. So really, it still starts with dad uh, stepping out of his uh, role as being a father who is engaged emotionally and physically uh, with his kids, and particularly his son. And when that happens, um, and it can happen in even the best of homes where dad is so busy in the workplace that he's not around much, mom tends to naturally want to compensate for that vacuum by stepping in and making up the difference. Uh, my mom did some of that. Uh, Mark, you told me your mom may have done some of that as well. But but I think what happens is, is that uh, mom moves in with the best of intentions of helping her son, and I'm speaking specifically of sons, moms in relationship to sons, and tries to care for her son and make up what's been lost with dad not around. And when that happens, mom steps out of her mom's space and she kind of becomes a mom-dad, which is kind of an odd thing. And she begins to try to help her son grow up and and move into his space that I think dads are best uh, at, and uh, yet they're gone. And so in that, what happens is, is that the son begins to um, relate to mom in ways that really are not as natural with that over-involvement. And sons usually have one or two responses in that. Yeah, tell us about that. So, you know, if I, because I, you know, what are the effects? What does that look like when there's too much mom? Yeah, when, when there's too much mom, oftentimes what will happen is the son in this, um, in this world of women, because he, now he's got too much mom in his life, he's in a school with... Uh, oftentimes female teachers and those kind of things, if the son is one who likes all of that attention, he begins to yield to the women in his life, and in particular mom, to take care of him. 
and that could extend into his teenage years, is up those real important uh, uh, life-shaping years of, 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 of being a teenager. And what happens as a result of that is he begins to think emotionally and psychologically, women are here to take care of me because no one's called him out of that. So there's kind of a passivity. That breeds a passivity that as he moves into adulthood, he's thinking, the women around me are here to care for me. And when he gets married, he doesn't marry a woman he's to care for and protect. He marries a woman that he thinks is going to be a mother wife and keep caring for him. And that my, my, my wife, this, this <laughs> reminded me of a story. My wife dated this guy, and apparently her parents hated him. And one of the reasons why is he was laying on the couch one day, and lunch was being served, and he just told Jade, uh, "Hey, fix me a plate." And so this has become a joke. Anytime that I ask my wife to do anything, <laughs> they will say, "Hey, Jade, fix me a plate." It's kind of like a way to say, "Don't be like that guy." Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't be passive. Yeah. Take responsibility for yourself. You know. <laughs> well, well, and and I tell you, for for a lot of women who may be some who might even be listening, this becomes an incredible frustration because they're 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 married to a guy that they're wanting to step up and assume certain responsibilities. But this guy has been coached and trained since being a young boy that women are there for him. He's not there for them because no one ever called him to a higher form of masculinity in which he cares and protects and responds responsibly to a woman. He's looking for a, respo- for a woman who's going to do it for him. And that just breeds a heartache in women who have husbands like that, who've who really are in some ways, not totally, but in some ways, the product of too much mom. That's one response, one extreme. The other extreme... So passive. Is Passivity passive. and That's women right. are here to serve me. That's right. Yeah. The other extreme is you're a boy growing up, and maybe just by your personality, you're a stronger, more aggressive male. And as you move into those formative years, mom's stepping in, she's wanting to bring you a sandwich to the game or, you know, take care, you know, trying to pick at your clothes and clean you up right before you go out and stuff. And what that breeds is a natural reaction from this stronger male who's not wanting mom to have his have her hands on him, taking care of him, following up with him on his homework and stuff. So he's constantly reacting to mom and trying to get her out of his boy space. And in doing that, he starts being trained that women are a threat to his independence. And so he starts feeling like women are, uh, are, are a threat to being a man, and my job is to keep this, this relationship between first me and mom and later other women in, in my life in place in that they don't tell me what to do. I tell them what to do. That's the only time I feel safe. And, of course, that's the male who grows up, and as he's engaging women, might be at the workplace, and a woman starts uh, maybe stepping in and trying to correct him, he'll have this real angry reaction. And the angry reaction that is more extreme and is kind of surprising, she doesn't go, this office worker doesn't understand. This is coming out of the primal past, in which he's saying, get away from me, stop trying to take care of me. 
But it's the same at home when he comes home and his wife is uh, wanting to deal with a problem or whatever, and she's wanting to engage and be at least an equal in the conversation. He sees that as a threat, and he puts her down, you know, uh, explodes, throws something down, storms out, or in worst cases, it may get physically violent. And that's where sometimes you see that played out on the newspaper or the or the TV where some guy has uh, beat up his, his girlfriend or whatever. A lot of that that you see, I promise you, we can trace that back to a home in which mom was trying to do the right thing and trying to care and love. Nothing wrong with any of that, but the male was getting too much of it and he was trying to get away from it. And he becomes the dominant male where the other guy that we talked about just a minute ago becomes the passive male. Those are the two responses, the two negative consequences of too much mom. And again, I want to say, when I say too much mom, I'm not saying mom was trying to do anything wrong. She was trying to do it right. And she was being called to do that oftentimes because there was too little dad. But the consequences of that still become negative. Yeah, a lot of that probably starts really emerging as boys become adult are going That's through right. adolescence. That's right. Because they're asking questions of, you know, autonomy. What are what are what decisions are mine to make? I know for me, uh, I wouldn't say that my mom was overbearing, but she definitely, whether she was really proud of me or wanted to help me, you know, uh, you know, push me a little bit in some different areas. Um, you know, I did often feel like you know, rejecting her, even though sometimes I wanted to do the things she was encouraging or nudging me to do, I was constantly in that struggle of, can I make my own decision here? Can I do what I want to do? And I do think, I mean, I never got into a, a place of abusing women, but I do think that verbally, I often, when I was younger, would um, speak down toward women and love to, you know, kind of make fun of women. And I, I actually had a pastor who came to me and said, hey, do you see this pattern in your life when I was in high school? Mm -hmm. And he confronted me on that. And um, and that was a real eye-opening thing for me. you yeah. know. And um, I have a great relationship with my mom, but I think there was some of that going on. So you have the extremes where people turn into, you know, there's domestic abuse and some things like that going on, but there's also milder forms That's of right. just kind of... That's right. There are a lot of milder versions yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sometimes insidious the way that it comes in and affects us. In fact, I I even think that um, if that pastor had not come to me, I don't know, and I hadn't worked through that, and it took years to do that, I don't know that I could have, I don't know that I could have had a healthy marriage. Right. You know, I think right. I, I think I would have mm -hmm. always, you know, and I think when I met my worst... I probably, my wife feels a little bit of that old self coming out too. Right. You know? Well, and that's where a dad in combination with a mom growing up, if it's a, if it's a really good relationship, that those things are being worked out in the context of father, mother, and the, the, the boundaries between the two and differentiating for the son what a man does, what mom does, how we work together and those kind of things, paying respect to mom like that. You don't talk down. At the same time, the dad stepping in and say, honey, I'll take care of this with little junior here. Those things help bring that, what I call that personality balance growing up. But if if those are not there, if one component is not there, there's, there's uh, 
a natural tendency to 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 want to overdo to compensate for what's not being done. And that's where you create these scenarios where you've got a guy who's 50 years old and uh, mom has been telling him what to do and uh, since he was, you know, a little kid and now he's 50 years old and he's running a company, but mom is still intruding into his marriage and going in and telling him how he needs to raise his son or daughter or whatever because there are no boundaries between them and he because he yielded to mom in all those years growing up, is still yielding to mom, and his wife's sitting there saying, why don't you tell your mom she can't tell you that, or she can't just show up at our house, and he can't do it. He can't do it. Because early on in a formative time, he yielded his masculinity to his mother. Wow. And I've seen that passivity come out really strongly in some of my friends who had kind of domineering kind of over-controlling moms, they just kind of shut down uh, and go into that kind of passivity where they just, it's almost like a will, a, a loss of will to thrive or there whatever. Is. And a lot of guys don't recognize, and again, since we, we're, this whole thing about why we're doing this is towards the better manhood, a lot of the things like this that we're talking about don't come to the surface unless we talk about them. And then all of a sudden, a man listening goes, that's why I'm doing that. And for the first time, he's got an awareness that helps him begin to put his life in clear uh, perspective. And that is an invitation to become a better man at that point. But without that information, his wife is still looking at him going, why are you, why are you letting your mom just do that to you? Or, or his wife is looking to him and saying, why are you yelling at me like that? I just was trying to point out this, or why are you throwing that? What, what, what's bringing on all that anger every time I try to step into your life and be a helpmate? Well, he's doing that because her attempts at being a helper, even appropriately done, he sees as an invasion into his masculinity and stealing his sense of autonomy. And what she's getting is the backlash of a previous woman called mom who used to try to do the same thing, and he would have none of it. And it can also even just prevent you from even finding a mate in the first place. That's right. right? It kills because intimacy. It, it makes it really hard <laughs> to emotionally connect. Exactly. Because uh, that's a threat. A if I let down, the message in his heart is if I let down... To a woman, she'll control me. And I've already determined at an early age, no woman is going to control me. So if you're listening to this, you know, there's the look at the past. You know, what did mom do that's affecting me today? But then there's also the reality that who I am today as a man is also affecting my own children. Right. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Like, what are things that we can do to make sure that we don't allow our, you know, that we're not passive or that we're not um, overly critical of, of women or whatever in the way that our own kids are being raised and how they get the right amount of mom? How do we help with that? Well, I, I think, I think first of all, in, in, in a, in a, situation where you're married and you have a wife and those kind of things, the best way you can find the balance that we're talking about today as an imbalance is just working on your own manhood. 
the more awareness you can receive, and we've talked about that manhood is something you learn. It's not just something that happens. The more you can learn how to engage your son or daughter, and we can talk about that later, ways to really bless your kids, but, but, but the way that you can at least point in the right direction is to be in a situation with other men where you're growing as a man. Because as you grow in a man, as a man, you'll naturally take initiative with your son or daughter that will create good interaction and healthy differentiation between you and your wife that helps them grow up for a healthy masculinity or femininity. That's the best way to do it. On the other hand, if you're listening and you're a woman today who's in a family without a man because he's left, he's physically gone, or maybe he's emotionally checked out, there is a temptation, and all we're doing is just bringing this to light today, there is a temptation to overlove your kids, to overcare for your kids, and particularly your sons, to try to do what dad didn't do, and you end up, what you end up doing is being too comforting to them, too caring, too trying to cover up their mistakes and stuff where dad would have said, hey, you just got to live with your mistakes. They start doing things that that overlove their son, and it's done in the best of motives. But what you're doing is you're creating a breeding ground for either a passive male or a reactive dominant male. And so what you need to do as a woman in that situation is, is check yourself Am I doing too much for my kids or doing too much for my sons? And then I have women who look at me and say, well, my husband, he's gone. He left me. Uh, What do I do? I don't have a husband. And I go, if you're in that situation, play your mom role well, but look to put your sons around healthy male role models, as many of them as you can, starting at a young age. Because what males do, they have a natural masculine antenna. And if dad's not there or is only partially there, they'll lock on to males that they look up to. And so in my case, where my dad was not involved in my life and stuff like that, my mom got me in sports, and one of the guys that I locked on to was one of my coaches, and he responded to me. And to this day, I look back and say one of the great stability points and defining moments of my life was this coach, this is the word I'd like to use, He noticed me, and Hmm. I felt him noticing me, not just as an athlete, but as a young man who needed father food. And though he wasn't my dad, he still fed me anyway, and it gave me contours of my masculinity that I still that were or strengths that I still draw from to this day. Well, that's there's there's hundreds of men out there listening who could say, yeah, I did that too. I locked in on a a, a, a scoutmaster. I locked in on a teacher or somebody like that who built into my life, and I kind of used them to coach me growing up in the absence of dad. And I go, those are all great things for a woman to hear. But but what you don't want to do is over-care for your sons and over-love them to the point that you're kind of making up all their mistakes and cleaning up and, you know, you're taking your your son John's underwear to him at senior high camp. Right. And I have moms right. doing that, helicoptering over every little thing to be sure that they're so taken care of, are you okay? And it's halftime of the game and they're, they're a junior in, in high school and she's going, she's saying, Hey, Pete, take down this water to Junior down there. He needs a drink of water. 
you know, what a dad would say, I'm not going to take water down to him. He just needs to tough it out. And he does. But see, that's the dad playing against the mom in a healthy balance. Uh But without that, mom can do way too much. And that leads to a distorted masculinity in your sons. And I know probably women are listening going, well, man, that scares me to death. I'm scared I'm going to make a mistake. No, just be a mom, but put your kids, your boys, around healthy role models. Yeah, you know, and, and to other men, be the role model for other kids yeah, that don't have absolutely. that. You know, I know my my own father, several of my friends in high school that didn't have father uh, relationships, really, you know, my dad kind of became that for them. And, and so some relationships, my dad's closer to them today than, uh, than I even am to them, not my dad, but to them. And that's just a testimony to him preparing the next generation and looking out for the next generation and, and making himself available to those. It makes a huge difference. Have. I'm telling you, it just makes a huge difference. And and when a woman comes up to me and she says, well, I don't know anybody uh, I could do that with, I just ask her, I say, I'll ask her about her church or her school, and I say, are there any men that you can just look on the landscape and go, now that's a guy I'd want my son to be around. And she And almost every time she says, yeah, I know guys like that. Well, then here's what you do. You go up to him and say, would you notice my son? I'm not asking you to raise my son, but you, would you just take a little extra interest in it? And most of those men will say, I'll do it. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. What, uh, what about those of us that are carrying around maybe a little bit of a mom wound? What yeah. else can we do to, to heal that? Well, I think if this, some of this resonates and you go, yeah, mom's overly involved in my marriage or my kids' lives or whatever... If those kind of things are taking place, then, again, this awareness brings you to the surface where you can see it and you know it's impacting. And maybe you felt your wife kind of looking down on you a little bit because you couldn't stand up to mom. The best thing you can do as a man is to go talk to your mother about it. That will scare you to death. Let me tell you, I can't think of a bigger fright And you may need to get some men together and let you talk about that and have them support you and pray for you before you go do it. Encourage you to say, that's the right thing to do. And it's not a confrontation I'm proposing here. It's one that's more of sitting down and just having a conversation and say, Mom, I've just just realized that at times when you step in and say this to me or my kids, or you come over unexpectedly and we're not ready for that, and you think you can just barge in, I go, I just want you to know that that is really having a negative effect. You've been a great mom, and I want you to stay a great mom, but I'm going to draw a line, and I'm going to say here today that I'm going to ask you not to do that anymore, and just state whatever that is. It may be one thing, it may be a serious thing, and just say, Mom, I'm going to ask you not to do that anymore. And it's because I love you. I want to have a great relationship, but that 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 hurts. And let's say she can respond positively to that, and a lot of moms would, but she might respond and go, I don't do that or whatever, and just react because she's got that strong personality. At that point, this is your chance to be a man. You step up, don't blink, look her in the eye, and you say these words, Mom, I just told you what I'm asking you not to do now I'm telling you, you can't do that anymore. Oh, man, that's intense. And then 
you tell her you love her, and then you say there'll be consequences if you do, and you let it go at that. And I found most moms respect boundaries once they the will. boundaries are drawn. They will almost every time. Yeah. They will respect those boundaries. Because what I they're doing it, is coming out of a good place. It is. And they yeah. realize after you left, after they kind of worked through it, they realize that you didn't reject them. You just made a request. But you made a request with spine in it. And the mom hears spine. Okay. So that's it. Heavy stuff for all of you <laughs> that want to become stuff. better men. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, better men. That ended much more heavy but, than I expected, Robert. <laughs> just so you know, when we started this, I was like, okay, this will be great. You know, it's well, really helpful, but wow. But, but it'll free guys up, and it'll. And here's the great news. It frees the mom up. It frees the mom up in a really good way. I've seen it over and over again. I know right now if a man's listening and he's got mom that's a little overly involved and there's no boundaries, this will scare the snot out of you. But I'm just telling you, to be free, you've got to step up. And it's a good thing. So this is all about becoming a better man. And this may be one of the more critical pieces to understanding yourself and uh, helping you on that journey. Yep. Uh, just because your parents contribute to who you are doesn't mean that it's okay just to Keep yourself the way you are. We all want to find that way to better. Right. And that's why we're here for you and with you. If you have questions, feel free to ask them. In coming episodes, we're going to start taking some of those and, and answering those. And we hope this has been helpful for you. And we'll look forward to seeing you on future episodes. If you'd like to host a Better Man event in your area, go to the website, betterman.com. And we've got information there for you on how you can host one of the 10-day journey, 10-week journeys with the men in your community and organization. Hey, this is Mark Matlock with the Better Man Podcast. I just want to remind you to leave a review and subscribe to the Better Man Podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. If you're a church or organization leader interested in bringing a Better Man 10-week event to your community, go to betterman.com for information.